But you don't know me. Shut up and sit down. Welcome back to You Don't Know Me, a podcast about people you don't know. I'm your host, Veeps. It's your co-host, Medusa. And today we have a brand new guest on the show. We have AJ 2.0. Hello, hello. That um, totally rhymed, by the way. <laughs> it did. I think unintentional rhyming is the most important kind. Hey, well, it's okay. It's the best. So, AJ, we have known you for a very long time. Mm-hmm. Well, now it's becoming a long time. We're getting old. Um, so I think we're still how... bohemians, like technically. Yeah, fair enough. <laughs> um, but before we jump into kind of how you ended up on the show, where are you from? Like, where do your parents live? What's kind of your story a little bit? Um, so I am from McDonough, Georgia, and that's a little small town um, south of Atlanta. And um, I went to high school there, and then I went to college um, up north in Dahlonega. Um, so that's kind of where we all met. But, yeah. Um, Shout out to you and G. <laughs> <laughs> With yeah. our ramshackle gorilla ass. Best five years. Theater program. <laughs> oh, gosh. They Could did not want some... us to like exist. No. Two didn't. separate theater programs at that. Yeah. So oh, yeah, that segues right. directly into how you ended up on the show, which was theater, our duct tape theater program mm-hmm. um, back in college. Um so it's it's been a, honestly a long time since we've seen you mm-hmm. and connected with you. So this is really exciting for us as well. Um, right. It's like a trip back in time. Yeah, <laughs> it is a little bit of a blast from the past, but a lot has changed for you. Yeah. So I'm kind of curious. Um, and I think like we talked about a little bit earlier, like I, I think your your life is really at kind of a crossroads that I think a lot of us can identify with mm-hmm. right now. Um, you're just kind of at that point in your life where you're figuring out what you want to do, um, kind of taking control of that, getting into the driver's seat of your career mm-hmm. and your entire life and prioritizing things and, right. you know, really learning the meaning of that. And for me, I, when you said that, I was like, oh, dude, that's so relatable, <laughs> right? Like, right. I, It is I'm the millennial too. experience right now. It is, though, just a period of self-discovery. Yeah. Mm-hmm. That's a great way to put it, a period yeah. of self-discovery. Absolutely. So, <laughs> but um, I, I, I'm kind of curious about what brought you here because – you graduated college with a degree in what? Psychology, and then I minored in theater. Because I was originally a theater major mm-hmm. um, when I went to Bernal, but then I came to UNG and um, kind of took on a couple of different majors at the time, and um, psychology is really just what I landed on. Um, yeah. And then theater, because I had so many credits, I was like, well, why not? And it could come in handy. You know, if in the future I decided I wanted to do something with theater, I would still mm. have some kind of connection to that. So yeah. If I recall correctly, you could, like, switched over in the middle of a semester, didn't you? I did. So I um, went to Bernal for a year and a half, and then um, I transferred in January of 2011. That was my first semester at UNG. Mm-hmm. Um, and I had no friends. Well, I had a couple people that I knew, but I didn't really have like any really good friends that went to North Georgia. Yeah. So I, um, I signed up like for sorority recruitment, and that was kind of my way of like setting my foot in the door. And I was taking a theater class um, just so I could kind of cover all of my bases as far as getting to know people. It was people. acting too, wasn't it? Yes, acting yeah. too. And that's where you guys met, right? Right. right. Yeah, cool. Um, she kind of popped in a couple weeks in, and mm-hmm. we um, actually already had an AJ in the class. So she was quickly dubbed AJ 2.0. Yeah. <laughs> 
which was really hilarious because by the time I met you, you were definitely AJ 2.0. Right. And I never met AJ 1.0. Right. <laughs> so well, AJ 1.0 just kind of stayed out of the picture. Yeah. <laughs> she, she sort of like did not really get involved with theater for some reason. Right. Yeah. She's a cool chick. Yeah. Yeah. Cool as hell. <laughs> didn't really see much of her. Shout out to the original AJ. <laughs> <laughs> So, um, so okay, you, you studied psychology, you kind of graduated. Mm-hmm. That's one of those degrees, right? You know? Right, it's open-ended, which yeah. I kind of feel like my life is pretty open-ended. <laughs> so it's, it's suiting for me. Um, yeah, so I, I graduated with uh, my major in psychology. And um, after that, I graduated in December of 2014. Mm-hmm. So then I had um, this period of time where I didn't have a job and I still was living in Dahlonega because I yeah. had to... Um, at least until May. So I began coaching volleyball as kind of my like part-time job um, and looking for full-time jobs. Yeah. Um, but that's kind of what I did for six months. And then I landed a full-time job at a, a company in Atlanta, um, or in Cobb to be exact, um, in biotechnology, just working full-time corporate for the man. <laughs> <laughs> okay. So what what did you do there? Were you... So I started out as something called a program coordinator. Mm-hmm. And um, yep. okay. yeah, so it was one of those really basic jobs. And come to find out uh, a couple of weeks after I started, they actually told me that that was a newly created position for the company. Um, mm-hmm. And it was to provide back-end support to this position called a program manager. Yep. Um, so basically, I just did bullshit work. Um, <laughs> I, uh, I just did a lot of like the backend stuff and, um, like filing kind of, um, and just, just a lot yeah, of like, like inputting things but not, kind yeah. of. Yeah. But I, um, I had three people that I was supporting in this program manager role. Mm. Oh, wow. Um, yeah. So I had to do like anything that they were overwhelmed with, they would give to me and I would take care of it. Mm-hmm. Um, but then four months into it, uh, this girl on our team, cause the company was a high turnover company. Mm-hmm. Um, so that's already like a, a red flag. Yeah. Yeah. Um, so there was a girl four months in who left, um, and we'd had a couple members on our team in the four months that I'd been there that just left. Um, so we were cycling through people and then they decided to promote me and, um, I took on the program manager role with not really any training. They just kind of <laughs> threw it on me and they were like, here you go. Like, this is your position. And for six months I struggled with that. And then I kind of, um, got used to doing everything. Um, yeah. but it was really hard because they didn't tell you how time consuming everything would be. Um, and it got to the point where, um, I was working about 50 to 60 hours a week sometimes and mm-hmm. getting paid for 40. And mm. that was something that I just really did not jive with. Yeah. No, that's a, it's a big problem, which is, I think, why they're doing a lot of reform. Salary decks. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Yeah. That's, uh, so, I mean, that's how I spent my life for a year and a half. Um, it sounds kind of like the corporate life didn't suit you very well. No, and you know what? It was one of those things. I kind of struggled with the job just because I'm so creative-minded, mm-hmm. and I am very extroverted. I love being around people. Um, so it was a job that I sat behind a desk all day, and the only time I would talk to people other than my teammates mm-hmm. was I would talk to people on the phone, and a lot of the times I was getting yelled at. Or, <laughs> yeah. Oh, yeah. So it's something that I just did not, like, I hated it. And my, my manager knew I hated it, um, yeah. but I it just had to, you know, kind of smile and chug on because that was the only, you know, thing I had to do. I mean, it, it paid my rent. And, mm. and um, yeah, but 
then I just finally, you know, got tired of it. So, yeah, that brings you to kind of kind of where you are now. But um, w- did you have, like, a plan B? I mean, after that, like, did, were you – at what point did you realize, like, you were just going to let go of the office life or let go of the stable job? I had been thinking about it for – let's see. I started – I took over my new role in November of 2015. Mm-hmm. Uh, yeah, 2015. And – it was about May of 2016, mm-hmm. so about six months in, and that's, like, I had already started looking for other jobs. I just knew I hated it that much. Um, were you going to, like, do something similar at a different place? Was that kind of where you were at? No. Um, so a little bit of a backtrack. Um, back in in January of uh, 2016, um, I did, I filmed a friend's wedding. Mm-hmm. Um, I had never filmed a wedding before in my life. I had only <laughs> ever seen videos yeah. of weddings filmed. Um, but I've done like little things here and there. And I used to have this really ranky YouTube channel <laughs> where I made videos and like edited them. The famous rapture day. Oh gosh. Yeah. Okay. So this is actually, <laughs> I think an important thing to touch on <laughs> it was not just your YouTube channel, but the yeah. inspiration coming from like Jenna Marbles yeah. and like you're you were obsessed with all of those I YouTube still stars. Oh, I, I still am. Um, I, I remember re- one time you were like, I have to eat this coconut oil and everything because Jenna Marbles does it and everything. Oh, yeah. And you know what? I still do to this day. Like, I <laughs> use coconut oil a lot, it's so healthy for you. Um, but yeah, coconuts I, are magical, they are though. And like, their so fucking water is even. Better. So many health benefits to it. So, anyway, <laughs> you're like putting them in your smoothies, though, which makes no sense because, like, if you do a frozen smoothie, it like freezes. Yeah, <laughs> it becomes like, our. Oh, I would eat the fruit smoothies, and I would have chunks of coconut that come up. And I was like, this is so good. <laughs> I'm just eating spoonfuls of it. It's coconut. Yes, Jenna Marbles. Yes. <laughs> just a blind. It's thing. a coconut, a fruit. Yes. 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 <laughs> Everyone was like, very unsure. <laughs> yes, it is a fruit. Okay. Okay, so you were doing the janky YouTube channel. And yeah. You had like all and I had made montages um, for my sorority for their videos. Um, mm-hmm. I had made all these montages, and then my friend approached me, and she said, I want you to film my wedding. And I was like, oh, God, are you sure? Because I, I'm not, I don't know. You're taking a big chance here. And she was like, no, I trust you. So I That's just... That's like the worst, because you're like, I have to do everything perfect. Yes, exactly. There's so much pressure yeah. on me. Um, you trusted me? That was a terrible decision. Right. <laughs> and I didn't even have, like, this big fancy camera at the mm-hmm. time. I just had something with a really good lens. And um, so I just kind of went off of a whim and... Um, I had no idea. I just watched a lot of wedding videos, and uh, I had a friend, one of my best friends from North Georgia, help me, and I was like, we're just going to do this and play it out by ear and see what happens. Hope and, for the best. Yeah, really, hope for the best. I think um, that's how a lot of parts of weddings end up going. Right, yeah. But, I mean, that's kind of how it is, um, and from doing her video... I put it all on YouTube, mm-hmm. and um, I had more people approach me about doing their weddings. So I was like, this is awesome. Sure, I like, <laughs> do more weddings if you guys like this. Um, and I did, so last year in January was my first one. I went on to do five 
Um, so that was like a lot for me just because yeah. wedding videos. Early on, yeah. Yeah. And you make a lot of money doing it too. Yeah. Like I heard even, it's real lucrative. I have a friend that's a wedding videographer. It is. Most people charge uh, 1500 to 2000 for a wedding video. And mm-hmm. I like. Excuse me? Yes, exactly. And I like to keep mine uh, under 1000 because I'm very, um, I'm very much for having an affordable service. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah. So that's because you're what, not going to have like the best, like yeah, you're not going to have like the high, 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 high end everything. Right. But you don't need to. Right. For most people, you don't like. It's 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 really all about the memories. Um, yeah. And my point, and I'm very big on everyone. I, in my opinion, needs to have their wedding filmed because that's something very special, and that's something yeah. you want to remember. Right. Right. Um. But yeah, I did five more, and um, then from that, I have now for this year booked. Nine confirmed. I have three pending, and then I already have three for 2018. So it's just really like been a very lucrative wow. business for me. Yeah, mm-hmm. and it's something that just kind of fell um, into my lap. But um, from that, yeah. So I was working, you know, my corporate job, and then doing these weddings on the side. And as I was managing both, I kind of realized um, I really love video production. Mm-hmm. That is something I geek out over. Um, and going back to the YouTube thing, Jenna Marbles, her boyfriend is very big into making like cinematography. Mm-hmm. Um, so he does a lot of um, vlogs that are very cine. Um, they're very big. Like artistic. The, yeah, yeah, they're yeah. creative, and he does time lapses, um, and I got really, like, interested in what he does and the mm-hmm. equipment that he uses, and um, that's kind of when I realized, like, this is what I would love to do, even though I have no training in it. Yeah. It's something that I'm passionate about, and I would go home from my day job and look up, you know, how to edit videos better, and I'm just always wanting to um, make myself better mm-hmm. in that realm. Um, so in, um, in November, it started getting tough at work um, because our company had lost a big client back in the summer, and um, there was just a lot of pressure becoming on more of us, um, the ones that were left. And um, that's kind of when I decided, like, I don't know what I'm going to do, but I know that this is not what I want to do. I don't want to work for someone else's dream, mm-hmm. um, and I'm miserable, so what is something that needs to happen? And I was applying for jobs, but I remember writing out my two weeks notice and I had it in a binder um, for probably about two weeks and Mm -hmm. I sat with it and um, one day I had a meeting with my boss and it was going over our like goals for the next year um, Mm -hmm. and doing like an end of year review and I just remember sitting with her and I was like I don't have any goals for this company because that's you know that's not what I want to do and I gave her my two weeks notice and I said I'm out. Oh my god! <laughs> yeah, and I like I had no plan whatsoever, no job lined up. I that's just, crazy. Yeah, I just very much did it on a whim um, and blind faith, just knowing that like this is not what I'm meant for. Mm-hmm. And I, you know, the job isn't helping in my perspective anyone, um, and I don't want to work for a company that I don't feel like is bettering the world. So I'm very much big on that. I, you know, I want to follow my dreams while I can. So I have just taken all that in and just I'm out here doing my thing now. So this is, I find this fascinating because again, and this is something I've talked to a a couple of people about is 
just how that is kind of the millennial dream, right? Is like, Mm -hmm. we've talked a lot, I think, in previous generations, and we kind of grew up with like, follow your passion, follow your passion. And I think a lot of people consider our generation to be like, really entitled and like, lazy or whatever. Mm -hmm. And in reality, we work very, very, very hard, but we just do it for the things that feel right for us. Right. Um, Like, there's no point in in leaning everything into what you are, like, and who you are into something that you know, we'll never give back. Mm-hmm. What kills right? me about that is that somebody had to teach us those values. Right. Yeah. <laughs> so they're responsible and then whining about it. Mm-hmm. <laughs> Seriously, though, my parents. Yeah, we didn't come up with the participation trophy. Oh my god! Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Do you know anybody that like actually like held on to those and were like, "Yeah, I got a participation trophy." No, no everybody like knows. Everybody off. knows yeah. what it is. <laughs> yeah. I remember yep. being a kid and knowing that it was bullshit. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. <laughs> like an honorable mention. What the fuck is that? Yeah. <laughs> okay. Thanks. You know, unless it's like I don't know something like like first first and second place in honorable mention. That's yeah. that's kind of yeah. nice. But like yeah. you know, that's yeah. fancy third place. Yeah. <laughs> right. Yeah. I got one of those. Right. Okay. For a photography thing. Okay. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I liked it. <laughs> But it no. must just be like such a stark contrast of tone going from, you know, a corporate world to mm-hmm. being like around so for structure. some people's like happiest moments. Right. Yeah, it is. Um, and is is it really someone's happiest moment? Because I've kind of heard conflicting. <laughs> Allegedly. Like, yeah. Uh-huh. So this is actually something I want to delve into a little bit okay. is, is kind of like behind the scenes of a wedding. And okay. Some of that. But continue. Like with. So there's a stark contrast there. We'll come back to the. The behind the scenes the stuff. Behind the scenes. Mm-hmm. Okay. Um, yeah, it's very different. So with corporate world, you know, I'm sitting behind a desk. People are yelling at me <laughs> pretty much all day. If it's not my managers or, um, you know, people on the phone, that's somebody else. And yeah. um, then out here, I, I quit on December 22nd was my last day. Mm-hmm. Um, and ever since then, I kind of planned it out smart because I had enough vacation days left where I got paid another full paycheck um, yeah. throughout oh, wow. the end of, um, you know, December. So it was like I still had that. Um, and then I had a couple of wedding deposits and um, I get money from coaching volleyball. So that yeah. kind of, that covered my entire January. Mm-hmm. So I've been, you know, sitting pretty. Um since then, and I've really been able to just go out here and do photo shoots and mm-hmm. um, do videos and make just, you know, stuff really that I want to do. Yeah. yeah, and really focus on making myself better. But it is very different from, you know, sitting and dressing up every day and sitting in meetings um, about shit that I don't care about. <laughs> <laughs> to put it to, bluntly. Right, yeah, to put it very bluntly. And now I'm, you know, I, I feel much happier. And there's yeah. a girl that I'm really close with um, at work. And we, I mean, we worked right next to each other. And um, she, I became, saw all the Snapchats. All yeah, the time. all the Snapchats <laughs> of her. Yeah, she became, you know, she's one of my like really good friends now. Yeah. And um, I told her because she kind of feels the same way. She, you know, doesn't really have any goals for the job now. Yeah. And she, you know, wants to move on, but she actually wants to do it in a not, you know, quitting on a whim yeah. and figuring shit out on her quitting own. Quitting on a prayer. Yeah. <laughs> um, but I told her, I was like, you know what? I've noticed in the past month I've been happier. I've been less stressed. I just feel more, like, I feel more alive now than I did in that year mm-hmm. and a half that I was working because I feel like that job was sucking my soul away. And people, I, I think a lot of times they... There is the uncertainty of not knowing where your money is going to come from, right? But if you are truly doing something that you're talented at and that you're passionate about and that 
you want to deepen your skills in, mm-hmm. like the money will come. Yeah. Right. If, if you lean into it, I, and I don't think it's going to be magic. I mean, you put a lot, a lot of work mm-hmm. into it, but if right. you are putting the work into it, like I, I feel like the money will come in some way. Maybe yeah. you won't be like rich, but you'll get by. Right. right? You it, can find a way. Exactly. Plus on the days you're working, you get some free meals. Yeah. That's, that's very true. I do. <laughs> Not going to um. starve. <laughs> I'm just going to take the leftovers. Right. <laughs> I actually have gone to a wedding and I took the leftovers, some leftovers. So it's like, Oh, you guys don't want this. I'll take like three plates with me. <laughs> it's fine. Food for the week. <laughs> Bitches. Right. I um, totally did that at the like one I officiated oh, last yeah. year. Like just right. take some food. I mean, it's leftovers it's gonna go to waste so why not oh man Um, our our other friend would be very proud oh yeah (laughs) the one that the one that did an episode about doing stuff for free food okay yeah i mean i'm all about free food um but yeah i just i really like meeting new people and networking um Mm. so that's what this month has been about and i'm working um with this guy now who has like he's starting his own company as well Mm -hmm. and he's doing um t-shirts and he said you know i don't have any money and for me it's not really even about the money it's just because i purely enjoyed doing what i'm doing right now yeah um and he was like, I don't have any money that I could give you, but I could, you know, trade something with you. I'm a graphic design artist. And I was like, cool, I need a logo for my business. We can trade. I'll do your pictures. Mm-hmm. You do my logo. So, I mean, that's, you know, what he's doing for me now. And I don't, I'm just very, I'm loving where I'm at right now. The challenge yeah. of it. Yeah. And being um, able to sink your teeth into it. It's very uncertain. There's something that's really cool about offering the service at a price point that you don't normally see. Right. Yeah. Because this is a thing that should reach a little bit to the lower income people that mm-hmm. wouldn't regularly get this service. Right. It's it's a good and noble thing to provide that, really. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Yeah, that's awesome. It's it's cool that you've found a way to like make that right. reasonable for you. And I mean, eventually, like... Prices do go up, I think, mm-hmm. just based on demand, too. But, you know, right. realistically, what you're doing now is awesome. I mean, like, yeah, it is still capitalism, but, like, this mm-hmm. is the yeah. the nicest way to capitalism. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> you're doing nice capitalism. <laughs> <laughs> right. Which, again, I, I feel like is kind of a theme for our generation. Like, yeah. I, I really feel that way. Right. I think people want to create something that helps. Right. You know, they don't want to sink their soul into something that doesn't feel like it's pro-social you know mm-hmm. like you you want that right yeah. um angela duckworth wrote a book called grit and that was one of the things that she talked about a lot you know is like true grit comes when you kind of have perseverance persistence passion but then you also have a pro-social application right so like it affects more than just you it's bigger than you that's mm-hmm. where people really start to do like incredible things mm-hmm. so i think I think that is a running theme. Yeah. Yay! We're we're awesome. It's why us filthy bohemians like to buy local so much. I know. Yes, I know. Like that gin I drank last night. Oh, my God. Shout out. Shout out to Old Fourth Ward Distillery for my hangover today. Oh, my God. (laughs) You were incredible. (laughs) Where is that even at? It's Old Fourth Ward. Well, yeah. Okay, thanks. <laughs> it's I think so it's cold. Rock Street Market. Oh, okay. yeah. I don't know. I, I I've never know. heard of it, so that sounds interesting. Yeah, so. I think they say it's. I thought they have like Pont City Market on the bottle, I think, yeah. but I don't think it's in Ponts. It's. Right. I don't know where it is. Honestly, it's incredible though. Okay. Yeah, but it's very good gin, by the way. Okay. Super good. You don't even need to mix it with anything. Hell yeah! Just put it on ice. You, you can if you're like a weak bitch like me, but. You Ooh. Know. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Before we get too far off the rails. 
Right. Um, and sorry for getting on my soapbox, but I, I just, I don't know. I feel like you're representative of a lot of people, like, mm-hmm. you know, kind of where you're at right now. And like, I'm trying to find a balance myself. Right. So I feel like this is really relatable to me. Like yeah. I, differences like for me, like the company is definitely not soul sucking. Like right. the company is a startup and mm-hmm. everything that I do there feels like it's bigger. You mm-hmm. know what I mean? Um, and it's in an incredible community and right. you get a lot of FaceTime with that and a lot of branding with that. So it's very rewarding, mm-hmm. um, but it is definitely one of the hardest things I've ever done. Right. Yeah. <laughs> so, um, and then same with this. I mean, like this kind of, uh, it's a lot more difficult than I thought it was going to be, or a lot more time consuming. Right. You know what I mean? But if you're passionate about it, go for it. Yeah, now that's... is the time. <laughs> yeah. I'm all about empowering people to do what they want to do. Yeah. So. No, I'm with you. Yeah. Now is the time to follow your dreams, not, you know, 10 years from now. Take yeah. action. So tell me some of the struggles and successes I do. Obviously, you're about a month in. Mm-hmm. So, so far, mm-hmm. what's different than you expected it? Um, like if if somebody else is considering taking this leap of faith, what are some things that you definitely have a backup plan? Yeah, <laughs> <laughs> that's that. I guess that's my biggest thing. Um, so I didn't even tell my parents. Um, yeah, no, they had no idea. So I went home for Christmas break, and um, well, it was a break in their head. Mm-hmm. But really, you know, I came home knowing that you know, I had no plan or anything. Mm-hmm. I didn't know what I was gonna do. Um, but when I was home for break, you know, I was talking to my parents about work and I was telling them about like how we lost our client, um, back in June and all of that. And my stepdad was probing me, asking me all these kinds of questions, um, about work and like what I was going to do. And I was kind of just throwing them off the scent a little bit, I guess in my head, I was like, yeah, you know, work will be fine. I'm looking for other things. Um, but I wasn't going to tell them because I had in my mind, um, that they wouldn't be supportive of me, um, you know, taking that leap of faith, I guess. Um, so I didn't tell them. And just this week they called me and they were like, we know that you quit your job or like don't have a job anymore. And I was like, what? <laughs> and I just started crying on the phone. And um, my How parents, did they like Nancy Drew that, though? <laughs> okay, so they get mail. Um, all my, like, important mail is sent to mm, my parents' address. Yeah. And sometimes they'll open it because if they think it's taxes or something. And they saw something um, related to healthcare, So they opened it. And they were like, Cobra. it says that your health care was, uh, you know, it ran out, like, yeah. at the end of uh, December. Yeah. And they were like, what's going on? Is your company? And I was like, I quit. And that's when they were like, why didn't you just tell us? Because we knew something weird was going on when you were home, but we didn't know exactly what. Mm. And um, they've actually, they've been really great about it, too. Um, They were telling me that they would help me out in any way. Um, But I told them, like, that's not what I want. I want to rely on myself. I want to be totally self-sufficient. But I think In the beginning, though, I I think a lot of times you do need support. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Um, So I would think that's one of the things that if someone's wanting to take the leap and do what they want to do definitely have some kind of backup plan or support system um just because you don't know what's going to come your way Mm -hmm. um i've been very fortunate i kind of planned out uh, i knew i had some deposits coming from weddings that i'm going to be doing this year and then um, volleyball i knew i had enough to cover me through january so that's why i felt kind of comfortable um, and I felt like in that period of January, um, I would have enough time to find something, at least if not part time, mm-hmm. to kind of mm-hmm. cover me. Um, 
So that, I guess it was a little bit structured and not totally, you know, just a <laughs> yeah. leap of faith here. Yeah. But you didn't um, have anything lined up and, and that is a risk, right. you know? Yeah. Yeah. I didn't have anything lined up. Um, have you picked up anything part-time or have you needed I to? I did. I actually just last week got a call that I'm going to be teaching um, musical theater oh, to cool. the kids part-time. But it's really great, y'all, because it pays 30 bucks an hour. Wow. Oh, shit. Yeah, so I'm like, okay, this is good. It's part-time. It's only um, 10 hours a week as yeah. of right now. But, I mean, that's still enough for me mm-hmm. with yeah. everything else that I'm doing. I'm like, fuck. Plus, that'll be fulfilling. Yeah, it, I seriously. And it's something more aligned with, like, what I want to do. And even though I'm working part-time, I still have enough time to focus, like, really heavily focus on mm-hmm. video and um, yeah. photos and all of that. Um, that's awesome. Yeah, so definitely have a Living plan. the dream. Yeah. So how has this affected your life in other ways? Like, uh, like, do you have more of a social life? Do you have less of a social life? Um, the dating life? Like, oh, we yeah. want the juicy deeds. <laughs> Come on. Um, so I, I have been a lot more social. Working, you know, when my other job, I was at work from nine pretty much every day until like seven at night mm. so afterwards um You're burned out yeah. yeah i was burned out i just went home and pretty much just went straight to bed um the only i did go out sometimes um and when i did i'd kind of go out and stay out real late mm-hmm. <laughs> probably not the best idea but it <laughs> was like really blow it off steam yeah right exactly because yeah. it was just terrible um so I, I would say that I have more of a social life now just because I'm kind of making an effort to. Mm-hmm. I've been making an effort to reach out and do photo shoots, whether it be for free or um, actually, you know, yeah. for money. At least I'm getting out there and putting my face and name out there and doing what I want to do. Yeah, um, working on the branding piece. Yeah, and, mm-hmm. exactly. Really just focusing on everything that has to do with my business right now because mm-hmm. that's what's really important to me. Yeah. Um, and it would be something definitely that I want to work with full-time mm-hmm. um but i um you know playing volleyball i'm coaching volleyball um uh, a lot of the moms that i'm working with mm-hmm. they they're really great connections to have yeah. and so i'm mm-hmm. kind of trying to find my way through there um and i just found out one of the moms is a producer oh yeah cool. so i'm like this is a great you know opportunity for me yeah. so things are just kind of happening um, but again, I think it's just all I've been going on that blind faith that I, <laughs> everything's going to work out because yeah. I, I, that sounds so cliche, but that's, I really <laughs> but do think about. when you're putting in the work and you're, when you are putting, you're putting the pieces in place so that when they fall, yeah, it's going to work out. I am yeah. exhausting all of my options. Yeah. That's good. Hell yeah. I'm um, still making time for a personal life too. That's tell us a little important. bit about that. <laughs> you on the Tinder? No. Oh, girl, I'm on Tinder and Bumble and just about every dating website. Oh my God. It's rough. Some of those are nightmares. They're all nightmares. I've met, you know, I, I was seeing um, a couple of guys. A couple uh, of guys? <laughs> play in the field. He just gave me the side eye. <laughs> Were you doing the poly thing or is it just happening? Oh, well, no, it was like I was, you know, I would go on uh, a date one week with one guy and then a date another week with another guy. Oh, oh. Just um, trying to get to know people really yeah. is what I've been doing. Um, I just got out of a relationship in March. 
Oh no! Yeah, so it's been a it's been a really interesting year. 2016 was like my year to do me. Yeah, mm-hmm. it was also a mind fuck for everybody. Yeah, oh yeah. God. <laughs> I could go way into that. <laughs> so this kind of in that begs the question, mm-hmm. like healthcare, right? So you yeah. talked about kind of losing that, and obviously with the election, like right. you're losing some of your resources there. Like, what's mm-hmm. what's your plan with that? I mean, for other people who might be considering. Mm, no idea. <laughs> Don't <I know>. get sick. <laughs> right? Yeah, pretty much. I'm just uh, save up money to pay the fees. But it is, that's it me is, right now. Yeah, it is illegal to not have it. Yeah. Um, so I did look it up before I left because that was probably one of my biggest things. Is if I quit my job, I'm not going to have health care. Um, so luckily, I was able to um, stay on my company's plan through the end of December because they were um, changing to a new one January first. Mm-hmm. So up until then, I was like, okay, as long as I get sick before January, I'm good because I probably won't get sick again. But um, I I looked into it before I left, and um, it said that I had like a 60-day period between like losing or quitting a job to mm-hmm. um, getting to being able to apply for yeah. health care. Um, so I know I have until February 22nd um, before I need to apply or I'm just going to be screwed this year. Um, oh, jeez. Yeah, but my parents are helping me out with that because when they called me Tuesday, we had a conversation about that. And I was like, I don't know what I'm going to do about health care. And I know I have to have it because, I mean, it's illegal if I don't. Um, so they're, like, going to help work mm. with me and figure out what's best for me. But... Since it's just me, I only have to, you know, pay for myself. Um, so, yeah. know, we'll see. It gets kind of expensive. That's actually something interesting that I think it's part, when you're owning your own business, mm-hmm. there are things that you don't think about, mm-hmm. right? You're like, oh, I'm freelance, whatever. But, like, mm-hmm. really, you, you have a corporation or LLC, right? Yeah, LLC. So, um, not corporation. Um while we're here, I'm kind of dying to know what's the name of the LLC. AJM Media Ooh. LLC. Oh. <laughs> yeah, I kind of did it that way because the last I have this really weird vision for my logo. So the last my last name is Morris, mm-hmm. um, and then the media. So I kind of figured AJM, and then I could um, kind of tie in my last initial with media. So it would just yeah. kind of flow into one word. Cool. I don't know. That was my, like, thought process when I did that. Um, But I don't know. It's been my parents in November for Christmas. They surprised me um, a little bit early, and they were like, well, we um, got you a business license just because I've been doing everything under the table. Mm -hmm. Um, But I, like, as business has been growing, they've, you know, kind of wanted to help me out and just make it official um, just because for – business purposes yeah. um, when I go for taxes and, and stuff yeah. yeah for taxes um so now like I bought a new camera in October mm-hmm. um so that gets to go on my tax like deductions um mm-hmm. and then gas I can deduct and all of that so it's really just been able to um make things work out better like in my favor um as far as all of that goes mm-hmm. um but yeah, just making things more official and more presentable, um, just because, you know, even though I was just doing everything under the table, um, having that LLC behind your name, it just makes it look more, um, you know, official. Legit, yeah, yeah. yeah they, your people will take you more seriously. Yeah, it's all about done. perception. Yeah. yeah. Mm-hmm. Branding is so important, and this is something, mm-hmm. too, like, I hear people come up with ideas all the time, and they talk about, like, starting things or projects or whatever, mm-hmm. like, um, even in their own professional life, like, branding is so much of what we 
as our generation like has to do right like i've heard people even joke about it with just like their personal lives like this is my brand but it's true yeah because everything is so visible right so think about like everything that you post on social media like for me they probably think i'm radical feminist mm-hmm. social justice warrior right, right. that's my brand <laughs> like <laughs> i absolutely have a brand yeah <laughs> But no, but my professional um, brand is more like, you know, going above and beyond, like mm-hmm. helping people out, investing in my candidates, um, really caring about making the right kind of match with my clients, you know, mm-hmm. that kind of thing. So, but it's so, so important. And I don't think, especially when you're in a traditional like business model, it's not something that they really help their employees do. Mm-hmm. Um, and they don't, like, they don't necessarily put a ton of value on it. Whereas like my situation they almost treat us as like individual agents, you know, like mm-hmm. they expect us to kind of build our own brand in conjunction in partnership with the company that we're with. Like they almost view you as more of like a partner. Mm-hmm. And that seems like so much of what we have to deal with, um, which might be part of the reason why people are more attracted. Like we're already doing it. We're mm-hmm. already doing so much of this. Like right. everybody does a little bit of marketing. Everybody does a little mm-hmm. copywriting. Like everybody has kind of these like fundamental skills that right. were never really necessary before. Right. Right. So do you guys think that that's part of, like, why our generation is more drawn to, like, businesses, starting your own, kind of getting out? I don't know. Is that crazy? Did I just, like, <laughs> go off on a tangent? No, I think, like, yeah. with the extra visibility that um, we communicate with, because a lot of our communication is a lot more public than yeah. it used mm-hmm. to be, since we have to make posts on the internet, mm-hmm. that it does play a large part in it, because... You know, one of my favorite things is seeing people making racist posts and getting fired over them. Oh, yeah. It's so cathartic. <laughs> I think it's just really easy nowadays um, to reach a greater number of people. Mm-hmm. And I think social media has been a big push for um, people wanting mm-hmm. to go out and do their own things just because it is that much easier nowadays to reach a bigger platform. Yeah. Um, and so that I know is... Even like advertising. Yeah. It's so oh, cheap absolutely, to do yeah. it. Like, oh, Yeah. We're, we're kind of branching out into that, too, for the show and, like, really, like, trying to revamp it and make this more of... Because originally, this was just, like, a, you know, it was just kind of an idea. Right. <laughs> like, now it's, like, a possible business. Right. Like, yeah. You know what I mean? Online ads are kind of the only ads that I end up seeing just yeah. because of the nature of how yep. I consume things. Exactly. And... I spend more time on my computer or phone than I do watching TV now. Oh, oh absolutely. Yeah, yeah. For sure. By a large, large... Right. Sometimes yeah. even when I'm watching TV, I have my right. laptop exactly. out. It's... <laughs> And then I, when I'm watching TV, I'm watching Netflix or Hulu, and I've paid them to not show me ads. Yeah, right. So exactly. yeah, yeah. And mm-hmm. Spotify, I pay them not to show me ads. Like I, don't I, know. I don't. I'll do the free Spotify. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Couldn't cost whatever you can. Turn the fat. <laughs> I'm one of those weirdos with the band camps. So I'm like paying a dollar for an album, no ads for me. Wait, oh. band camp? Yeah, what is that? Oh, that's where, like, indie artists post their shit. Oh, that's awesome. <laughs> so I'm listening to, like, you know, weird electronic bullshit that only I like. That's fair. Yeah. yeah. Well, I like I like kind of, like, indie-ish, I guess, but not that indie. Yeah. Sorry. Like, I just I, I just don't see them. It's like it started with King Crimson and then just ended up on this downward slope into more progressive bullshit. <laughs> with it she's played some seriously like strange like tunes here before that were like badass though like when she listened to them like um, i love weird fucking music i know (laughs) there was that one that she was just like i'll send you some links (laughs) (laughs) yeah please do what was the one that you were showing us the other day it was um as a woman speaking over oh um that is ruth white's flowers of evil it's actually one of the um earliest electronic albums Hmm. 
that um, she's sort of a pioneer in that field. And so she was just trying whatever shit she felt like and seeing what stuck. <laughs> so um, one of her albums is just reading macabre poetry over like an electronic backing track, but it's like early electronic. So it doesn't, there's like no wubs or anything. Yeah. It's incredible. Um, if y'all want a good indication of that, look up the track spleen. It is incredible. All right. Yeah. We got a little off track there, but <laughs> it's a good I feel recommendation. Like this whole thing is just kind of like, <laughs> we always find our way fine. back. Um, no. So this kind of brings me to the part that I'm really curious about. Right. So okay. working in the wedding industry and I was listening to, there's this girl that like made a business of being a professional bridesmaid. Mm hmm. Right. Have you heard of her? That's a thing. No. Oh, I cannot remember her name. Is she just like awesome. filling out space? Well, no. That's got to be costly. She is. Too. She does everything. So she does like the planning, but she'll come in basically like maybe closer to the end of it where mm-hmm. like shit's hitting the fan. And she like comes in and like helps these women like get through their wedding. Oh my mm-hmm. God. And what's crazy though, like so many people who work in the wedding industry, like evangelize it right and right. they talk about it's the happiest day of your life and which i mean it is for mm-hmm. a lot of people that's part of their branding yeah, yeah. well <laughs> right. uh-huh. so but like she doesn't actually do that she's like i will help you get through this day that you just want to get through like mm-hmm. realistically she works with <laughs> women awesome. who kind of like hate their wedding mm-hmm. right and she comes in and tries to make that easier for them which that's a huge market, right? Yeah. So think about how many because women Because there is like, so much cultural value yeah. that's like placed yeah. on it for really no reason other mm-hmm. than tradition. Yeah. And and realistically, and I've heard this from a lot of my friends who've gotten married, like that's where the videography and that's where the photography comes into play because that's for you. Mm-hmm. Like right. that's your, like what you wanted to get out of it, right? right? So most of the time, the event itself is so stressful, mm-hmm. like the woman is, is incredibly like they're not eating they're like mm-hmm. dealing with family shit's gonna <laughs> shit's gonna break and like stuff just happens it's a right. big event you know mm-hmm. um and a lot of people are just they're not event coordinators they're not prepared for that right. you know so it can be really stressful but if you have a really great like photographer videographer there mm-hmm. that's the thing that you take away right you know so i totally get it but behind the scenes mm-hmm. talk to me a little bit about what you know being in the wedding industry is like it is very different than I ever expected it to be, mm-hmm. um, just because you are with the girls and, um, for me, the guys, too, you know, when you're videoing them, like, putting mm-hmm. on their coats and everything. Um, but you spend a lot of time around these women, um, and a couple of them I had never met until the day of. Um, yeah. So it was very different, you know, seeing a stranger getting, like, undressed in front of me. I was like, <laughs> okay, well, this is, I'm very shy in yeah. nature, so yeah. that's something that I've had to, like, get over. Um, but it's it's different because you spend, um, like, eight to ten hours with mm-hmm. these women, and you're basically just following them around and capturing everything that you can. Um, so you do get to see, like, the good and the bad. Um, that is such a specific and intense snapshot of their life, too. Yes. Yeah. And they're the most, like, stressful, one of the most stressful days of their lives, um, I guess. Um, but I've been really lucky to be able to work with girls that have been very laid back. Okay, um, yeah. Every one of the girls that I've filmed, um, and even their husbands and families, they've always been very, um, just, you know, 
going with the flow of what happens. Um, mm-hmm. That's good. I had one girl who something didn't work with the venue. I can't remember now what it was. Um, but her like wedding coordinator came out and she was like, "Well, something's not working." And the bride was just like, oh, "Just do whatever you need to do to fix it. It's fine." Um, <laughs> yeah, but I've been. I guess I've been really lucky because um, I have had um, heard from some people horror stories about bridezillas Um, it sounds like you don't have any so far yeah i don't have any terrible stories well do you have Um, any like so what about one of your favorite experiences doing this i can tell you a funny experience (laughs) (laughs) so um one of the girls um that i actually filmed a wedding for um and one of my best friend helps me with all of the videography too Mm -hmm. uh so we kind of you know chit chat about all this stuff but she um the bride and her husband they had just gotten married um and traditionally when you have a reception the bride and groom are out there and they're meeting with all their guests. And that's the time where they really get to, you know, go around and see everyone that came to their wedding. Mm-hmm. Not this bride and groom. They spent, they, the reception was like two and a half, three hours long. And they uh-huh. maybe spent like 30 minutes at the reception. The rest, oh my God. they were upstairs. Oh my God. Oh. <laughs> <laughs> they just could not help themselves. I, I don't know. I, no <laughs> speculation, but... I can only imagine. (laughs) What if they were just like, just completely done? They just like went up and just started watching Netflix or something. (laughs) (laughs) They're like, I can't with this. I, yeah, I don't know. Um, So me and my friend, we were like, where is, you know, this person? She's not out here and they're supposed to be mingling with the guests. And then they came from downstairs or from upstairs. um, And we were like, oh. <laughs> judgment. Hey, <laughs> I, I mean, do whatever. They're entitled. Yeah, yeah, yeah for real. So Be married. Do whatever the hell you want. I think that's probably like the funniest story that I've had takeaway. I do have another story. The last wedding that I did, um, the bride and groom from that, they um, maybe spent like an hour at their reception and then they just were like okay we're gonna leave now and it was very abrupt like the whole day they were you could tell they were just kind of over it yeah um they just wanted to go ahead and get out um they were going um on their honeymoon the next day um so that was really odd because a lot of the other (laughs) brides that i've filmed they have wanted to you know stay and have fun with their friends and family and then this one couple they were just like you know what we've had our fun like let's get out of here (laughs) And I was like, all right, well, shoot, I'm getting paid, so I don't care. Yeah. No, I went to one of my friend's weddings, and uh, it was beautiful. And they left at 10 o'clock on the dot. Yeah. <laughs> but they made it a big event, too. So, like, everybody had sparklers out. And, yeah. Like, they ran through. All these like, girls. I think every single wedding that I've done, they've had sparklers. Yeah. Oh, except for the last one. They had um, oh. rice. Are sparklers, like, a new tradition? Sparklers are the thing. <laughs> I love it, too, but... Holy moly. Ew. What are some of the, like, are there other trends right now that are really hot? Um, bubbles. Bubbles. You know, that's bubbles very traditional. Cute, yeah. yeah. I, like I think it. that's, that's kind of, that was to replace the rice, right? Because it's so yeah. bad for birds. And- <laughs> I've seen pictures online where um, some, you know, adventurous couples have thrown confetti when they've left. Or oh. had people throw confetti when they left. I don't know. I think that's kind of cool. Yeah. That's different. Cleanup, other than though. freaking sparklers. Yeah. So, after working in the industry, do you have any, like, visions for your own? Like, what if you were oh, to Oh, I, your- yeah, for sure. And <laughs> Pinterest, too, has definitely <laughs> helped a lot with that. Um, I actually already know exactly where I want to get married. That sounds so Where? Bad. Tell me. Uh, it's, it's up in, um, it's like Reynolds, Oconee, like, I don't know. Yeah. It's, um, 
It's very expensive. So I guess I should probably go ahead and start saving. <laughs> um, but it's like this property. It's a golf course. And mm-hmm. um, I very much, I'm like very boho. I'm in my period of self-discovery here. Out of <laughs> Being out of college, I've learned that I'm very into like boho and vintage yeah. Um, yeah. kind mm-hmm. of looks. And what I want for my wedding is to be <laughs> very boho. Um, yeah. So I see all these pictures of brides and couples that are kind of hippie-ish in, in uh-huh. the forest. Yeah. Mm-hmm. And I love that. But mm-hmm. I also, um, there was one wedding photo um, that I saw where this couple actually jumped off of a cliff into a like lake yeah in their you know in their um tux and uh that's awesome yeah Yeah, gown um so after i've seen that i know that i wanted to get married um by a body of water i've always known that but i want to do something like that as soon as i get married um this place has a uh, a dock and then it also is surrounded you know looks it has the feel of a forest yeah and i very much like as soon as i say i do i want to jump off and <laughs> into the water and then you know go take these pictures oh that's, that's awesome cool. yeah How something fucking sick. very different yeah very that'd be weird. way better than yeah. like a, just a basic first dance yeah. like or just like a <laughs> all about like being different yeah. How fucking sick would it be to have like a haunted house wedding oh. where like everyone has to go through a goddamn haunted house, like a yeah. netherworld situation? Uh, that would not be for me. That's what I'd do. Scared. That'd be so cool. <laughs> I'd probably pee my pants. Yeah, no way. No. no way. That's not a good look on your wedding. No, definitely not. I've had a lot of people who like have talked about doing like themed weddings and, and come up with some really cool ideas. I've seen some awful themed weddings on the internet. There was a girl I used to work with who had a um, My Little Pony wedding. Oh, no. Whole wedding, yes. Well, I can show you pictures. Oh, man. No. Yeah. My (laughs) Little Pony, yeah, Um, because this girl's a brony. Was her spouse? Uh-huh. Okay. Well, yeah. There's... I mean, at least they're both on board I with I mean, yeah. It. You yeah. know, and to each their own. Like, if that's what you like, that's cool. But it was interesting to see their wedding pictures because they had, like, their cake was, like, My Little Pony. And... It must have been, like, really harsh on the eyes. Just a lot of colors. It, it was. It yeah. Was. I, I only nice, saw yeah. some of the pictures, but... <laughs> Yeah. I've seen some cute ones too, though. Like, um, I know somebody did like a steampunk wedding, and I saw oh, pictures. That's, of that's it. kind and of it was badass. Beautiful. Like, yeah. I think the worst it, the one I've seen is really pretty. Is oh, like know. I've seen a fucking minions one. I'm like, no, oh, no. that is the worst taste. No. <laughs> I actually know a girl um, who would probably be down to have a oh, minions gross. wedding. <laughs> No, I don't mean, do it. Hey, teach your own, right? If that's what you no, like, go for no, it. No, no. <laughs> I feel like just having it just be have, like, like a pop culture thing really just dates the wedding. Yeah. I don't know. That's true, yeah. But I like, guess, like, it's a moment in time, so, you know, whatevs. Because, like, you know, I really fucking love Star Wars, but I'm not going to have a Star Wars wedding. That'd be strange. You know, yeah. I'm sure there's so many I know so people that do. Them. Yeah. I know people that <laughs> I don't know. I just, I feel like... It would place it too plainly into like a period of time. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. I totally would. So, you know, now that we've talked about all the stuff that you've been doing, tell me what's next. What's kind of your next big project, your next focus? Um, so what I want to do next is I'm continuing just to try and expand my business. Um, but something really exciting that I wanted to do um, and I told myself I would do, I applied for a um to work at a video production company here mm, in Atlanta. Yeah. Um, and I told myself um, that if I got it, 
that I would stay here in Atlanta, but if I didn't, then I would go and pursue my dreams. Um, and one thing that I've always wanted to do is move out to L.A. Ooh. That is no very, way. very big, like high up on my list. Um, I've always wanted to go out there. It's a big dream of mine. Mm-hmm. Um, and I actually heard back from that company and they, you know, said, no, we're going to go in a different direction. And that was kind of my sign, like, okay, I just have to make it until my lease is up in Atlanta and then I want to move to Los Angeles. Whoa. Yeah. So that's what I think is next for me. Um, okay. So if you want some like affordable West Coast videography. Yeah. <laughs> you know who to hit up. Yeah. Because there's just so many. I know, I know in Atlanta there are a lot of creative minds out here too. But um, just in LA I feel like there are so many people out there that are more like-minded like I am. Um, and just want to you know do videography and you want to be part that, of the community yeah, yeah. i want to be part of that community that i feel very closely to mm-hmm. so that's what's next for me i'm just planning to save up and spend my time here until october that's awesome Hell yeah so get your weddings in quick, people. Yeah. Well, I, even though I still do have three booked for um, 2018, like I'm going to obviously fly back out here and right. do those. But yeah, one of my things on my bucket list for my company this year is to, um, I want to do an elopement that's not in Georgia. Um, so I'm looking to do weddings that are, you know, way outside of the States. Um Definitely somewhere like uh, Utah would be somewhere that I really want to go. If I end up like eloping, I'll let you know. All right. Because it's, it's a possibility. <laughs> well, I mean, no, this sounds juicy. Uh-oh. Uh-oh. <laughs> it, it's more because of what type of person I am than okay, anything. Okay. <laughs> I like didn't even process it. I was like, oh, oh. <laughs> yeah. I'm not popular with some parents. That's, <laughs> that's crap. Yeah, that's bullshit. It's Plus, I think it would just be pretty hype to just like elope, you know? Yeah, so many people out west do it, and I'm like, come on, someone like around the south has got to do it, not yeah. just out west. No, totally. So moving to LA, leaving us behind. I, yeah, I so badly want to get out there. Yeah, so. That's what I'm working on. Well, if you're interested in AJ's work, um, maybe for a wedding or just to kind of check her out. I love to do lifestyle shoots, too. So hit me up. Yeah. Yeah. She's doing a lot of different things and obviously has some time right Mm -hmm. now. Help her live the dream. Elope right now. (laughs) And we've already established that she's affordable. Right. Yeah. (laughs) So where can they go to get more information? Um, You can visit my website. It's www.ajmmedia.net. And you can find all of my um, work there. I kind of have a blog going um, that I update pretty frequently um, with my new stuff. Uh, I have an Instagram, and that's underscore AJM Media. Mm. And, yeah, between those two, you can find my work. I have a Vimeo. I'm pretty much everywhere. I try to be accessible through all social media platforms. Cool. And we will obviously include some of her stuff in the show notes. So also make sure to check out the show notes. (laughs) Anyway, on that note, I think we can go ahead and wrap up. Um, Like I said, make sure to check out the show notes. That's ydkmpodcast.com. You know, make sure to subscribe and rate us, guys. We love to hear from you. So if you can, go to iTunes, leave us a five-star rating and a review. It really helps us grow the show, and it shows other people that we're awesome. 
and that we love you guys too. So no matter what, if you do leave a rating, we are going to give you a shout out. So keep that in mind. You will make it to the Instagram and to Facebook and everything there um, if you do take the time to do it. So we appreciate those of you who have. Tell your friends. <laughs> Tell your friends. Tell one friend about us. <laughs> um, and again, we are on social media everywhere at YDKM Podcast. Um, just make sure to check that out and keep tabs on us because we got some cool stuff coming down the pipeline as well. Hell yeah. <laughs> I'm your host, Veeps. It's your co-host, Medusa. And I'm the guest, AJ 2.0. And this is You Don't Know Me.